The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Welcome to Living Well and our show today on destroying cancer cells by strengthening the immune system. I am Ann Beal, and we have a third-generation chemist, author, lecturer, and all-around nice guy, A.J. Lanikin. He has developed a premier manufacturing process for one of the best cancer-fighting natural supplements on the market today, and we are excited to welcome A.J. Good morning to you, A.J. Well, thank you so much for the invitation and have an opportunity to uh, to chat with your listeners. Uh, you know, what I always try to do when I'm in a new venue like this is make a promise and that promise is to leave you with some pearl of knowledge, some pearl of wisdom, that when you get up in the morning, you'll be able to benefit yourself, your family, your loved ones. So uh, get your pen and pad, because there might be some things that you definitely want to uh, review later after the show. And, and AJ, I know I met you a few weeks ago, met you, talked to you online a few weeks ago um, about, because I was having... Um, I was struggling over my wolf that had cancer and trying to fight that. And so we started talking online during that time, and I learned a lot about you. And I was so excited to be actually having the ability to talk to you online. That was pretty exciting since you developed the supplement I was using for my dog. So um, I'm excited you're here. Now, I, I know when I was reading your background that you went to pharmacy school, but you didn't become a pharmacist. Uh, pharmacist. Instead, you became what you do now, developing not only this natural supplement, but I saw you work with aloe vera and lots of other things. And um, our clients, we, we own a wellness center, Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling, in Hazlitt, Texas, north of Fort Worth. And a lot of our clients, when they have cancer, they actually leave the country. I don't think any of our clients have not left the country to get treatment. And so I didn't even know that beta-glucan was available. So I was very excited to have you on. So my listeners can hear all about what you've done to really help the world, really. So if you could tell us a little bit about you and how in the world you got into this, that would be wonderful. Well, it's a it's a long and winding path that I've traveled and uh gosh, I, I guess uh when you when you talk in terms of generations of biology and chemistry and so forth, my uh actually my father's father and mother were were involved in, in the manufacture of moonshine. Uh back during the uh prohibition course. And uh my dad born in nineteen ten 
actually ran the moonshine for them back when the streets of Columbia were dirt and the sidewalks were made of wood. Never got caught. I think he probably needed to live a little further north up in North Carolina, and he probably would have been one of the premier drivers with uh, NASCAR. A lot of people don't know that uh, NASCAR actually uh, was born, or a lot of their drivers, from uh, previous moonshine runners. But uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, so next time you see that multi-billion dollar industry, just imagine uh, big jugs of moonshine in the trunks of the cars going around and around. And but, they're running uh, from running from the authorities, uh, right? Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> my dad, you know, didn't talk about it much. Uh, gosh, I was probably eight or nine years old, and uh, he was working at that time for the uh, Southern Railroad, uh, which he started working there not long after World War II, and. I saw him and a bunch of his co-workers passing around a half pint of liquor during a break while they were out at the uh, farm building a corn crib. And I asked him at lunch, I said, Dan, I said, what does liquor taste like? And he looked at me and he said, boy, he said, that stuff is for selling, not for drinking. And so back in that time, you, you actually listened to your parents. So no, never experienced it until much, much later in life. Um, a lot of things happened growing up on the farm. I was an only child. My mother's father had contracted uh, prostate cancer. And back in the early 50s, about the only thing that they did was radiation. And they pretty much burned him up. Uh, the radiation did not do the trick. And the cancer spread to his entire body, up in his throat and his mouth. And I can still remember as a little boy standing in the doctor's office when they handed my mom a couple of hypodermic needles and a couple of bottles of, of clear liquid, one morphine, the other one delauded, very, very powerful painkillers, and telling her to go ahead and take him home and try to make him as comfortable as possible because the famous words, we've done all we could. And uh, sure enough, it wasn't long until uh, I walked in one Saturday morning to get him for breakfast, and he was there kneeled by the side of the bed saying his prayers, as he always did, but now he was dead. And so that was my first experience with cancer. And uh, as I continued to grow, uh, even though I was an only child, the Lanigans were some uh, somewhat prolific. I had lots of aunts and uncles and cousins and nieces and nephews scattered throughout the countryside. And so when we would get together for uh, some sort of a holiday or wedding or birthday or whatever, there were just small armies of, of family around. But it always seemed that when something went south, something went sideways, whether it was an automobile accident, whether some other serious malady, and they ended up in the hospital, they didn't have a good record of coming out. And so uh, there just, just seemed to be a lot of death around me as I was coming up. And, and so I was always intrigued by, by science, by medicine. And so going through college, going through pharmacy school, I can remember in one class, my uh, professor, who actually was retiring dean of the 
uh, School of Pharmacy, University of South Carolina, and he was talking about a lot of the prescription drugs that were being developed actually were to deal with many of the side effects of medications that had been given some decade or decades before. And so I had this flashback to my dad's uh, term of, boy, this stuff's for selling, not for drinking. How is it with all this modern technology and, and, and innovation, can you die in, in, a, in a hospital, you know, when you went in for, for an entirely different problem, you die of something else? And so uh, always being interested in, 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 that, in, in that quandary. And, um, of course, cancer continued to, uh, to rage when I was a, a young boy, one out of six, then one out of five, then one out of four. Today, one out of two men and one out of three women will face the challenge of cancer in their lifetime. Not my numbers. These are the numbers of the American Cancer Society. Uh, the National Cancer Institute, the World Health Organization, the Centers for Disease Control, all the people that crunch these numbers tell us that the cancer epidemic is getting worse, not better. Yet we have more technology, more treatments, more chemo, radiation technology, uh, more sophisticated surgical procedures at any time on the face of the earth. We have these sickening numbers, and it's not just—it's not just cancer. And <clears throat> we look at all these different, uh, seemingly exotic, uh, infectious diseases like the bird flu and and the pig flu and the and the bird and the pig that flew together over the cuckoo's nest flu and and uh, just your basic run-of-the-mill flu. Um, heck, we got thirty, forty. Some years, as many as 50,000 people die just here in the United States of what we refer to as the common flu. Uh, 200, 250,000, not an unusual number, that end up in the hospital each and every year in the face of the massive vaccination programs and everything. Um, I tend to cackle a little bit when when they kind of mess up with the, with the cocktail of whatever they guessed the year before was going to be our vaccine, and uh, they, they botched the batch. And so they tell the public, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We know there's not enough vaccine to go around, but you just keep washing your hands and don't pick your nose, and you'll be fine. If you sneeze, you're coughing, just don't go to work. Don't go to school. You'll be fine. But yet when they got plenty of vaccine, Oh, your life depends on getting the vaccine. You know, there's no way in the world you can survive without the vaccine. So it's an interesting uh, flip uh, whenever they have plenty to sell you versus versus not. So I'm a, I tend to be a, a, a very observant person. Uh, I think anyone that, that uh, concentrates in the sciences and, and uh, evidence-based sciences uh, has to be a very observant person, uh, a person who has a lot of opinions <laughs> probably doesn't make a very good scientist. It's, it's actually the opposite. It is uh, one, of, one of the more famous things amongst, amongst scientists is it, it is our job to get up in the morning and crush 
a perfectly good hypothesis. So that that's just kind of a a background uh, flush through of, of what I've done. I mean, I was a farm boy. Uh, raised around lots of animals. Every uh, as my mom used to say, I think we had everything but skunks. We raised fifty thousand quail one summer. We had cows. We had horses. We had mules. We had uh, pheasant. We had you name it. We had it. And uh, of course, living living out in the country, we we were uh, a bit away from from other folks. It was you know, a mile or so before we got to our closest neighbor. So I really didn't love living on the farm so much. The only time I got to be around other kids, save our family gatherings, were at school. So I actually looked forward to school starting back as a young fella because I had people my own age I could play with. Uh, Otherwise, I was left to uh, to my own inventions. And sometimes those inventions got me in trouble. I had a an uncle that gave me a uh, a little science kit that contained a, a rather powerful magnifying glass. And when I discovered that I could go out and concentrate the sun's rays through that magnifying glass, I used to lay on the ground for hours at a time. We had these big, what we call cow ants. And what I would do is I would sit there and concentrate the beam right at the hole where the ants came out. And when that beam hit them, it, it was like a Star Trek phaser. It just popped them, and I would just tickle to death with that. Until one day, I set the grass on fire next to our car. Well, well that that, uh, that got me a little bit of a whipping. That sounds like a boy. Uh, but, uh, every good scientist should get a good whipping when they're young, when they're young to keep them on course. Yeah. So I had a great time growing up, and a great time, uh, you know, working through a lot of the a uh, lot of the mysteries, and and they've found a few answers along the way. Well, and I um actually, when I heard you say about the moonshine that your dad told you it was not for drinking, it was for selling. Um, you know, did he mean the moonshine will hurt you? And so you're, well, you're selling I, I, it, you're not think, drinking I it, or did he mean I, I it's for it's profits? It's a foregone conclusion. You don't have to be a microbiologist to understand that alcohol at that level uh, does a lot of destroying of tissue, including brain cells. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's definitely, you mean, now, now, our bodies actually manufacture many different kinds of alcohols, but they are uh, controlled levels. They're, they're not in high concentration. But when you take a bottle of, uh, of moonshine that, that you could probably pour into your automobile and it would run better than it would on gasoline, you probably don't need to do any more than just take a sip of that at a time. <laughs> so do you compare that to pharmaceutical drugs? Well, I, th- I think that... That the reason, the simplest reason that they keep these things locked up behind the counter is because they will all, under certain conditions, uh, kill you in degrees, some faster than others. But that's not necessarily uh, select to pharmaceuticals. There are plenty of things in nature. In fact, too much water can be toxic. Uh, Hemlocks 
is a 100% uh, natural compound, and only one capsule is a lifetime supply because it will kill you. Uh, ricin, which comes from a bean, uh, there are many things in nature that are extraordinarily dangerous, toxic, and can be fatal. So uh, pharmaceuticals happen to fall into categories where they're pretty much labeled as such. Yes, actually, I know. And that's what's so interesting is that you've got to know the difference. You've got to know and get educated on what can, what works and what doesn't work. And I, I think that in general, most people know that when you go into an area that has radiation, you see that triangle with those three symbols on them that say danger. You know, basically that's what they mean. Like if you go in there, you'll get radiated and everyone knows radiation causes cancer, right? So I'm very cancer confused is, by that. It, cancer is definitely uh, uh, something that can be uh, promoted by radiation. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but, but we are exposed to so much radiation. Uh, if you are living in a home that is made of brick or concrete block, you're being irradiated. If you fly on an airplane, you're being irradiated. If you're walking down a paved street, walking uh, through uh, large buildings, again, made of concrete, you are constantly being irradiated. Why? Because radiation exists. Radi- you know, radioactive compounds exist in all of these things. Uh, the soil contains a certain amount of radiation. And radiation is cumulative. What I mean by that is when, when you go and you get a mammogram or you get an x-ray from your dentist or something, you just don't go home and wash it off. Radiation is something that accumulates, and at a certain level, when you've had too much radiation, they, they look at that as more or less of a, a trip switch or, or a, switch, a level where you are more likely to, to mutate and change the DNA and so forth. So this is why you, you see in all the movies uh, the people that work in the, uh, in, in the various reactor areas and so forth wear a badge. And that badge actually measures the accumulation of radiation. And once that badge changes colors, well, you cannot go in there and work anymore. You've got to go someplace else because you have you have reached your lifetime limit of radiation. Well, that explains, you know, I know that, you know, we have to take a break soon. But when we, the, the immune system is so important then, which is one of the things we wanted to talk about today was why it is so important to really get your immune system in as best shape as you can so that it can fight against all of that that we go through all day long every day. And so I know that for you, even in your um, all your work in immunology and even ozone therapy, it, it's really about strengthening your body to the best it can be so that it can handle um, all this junk in the atmosphere everywhere that we are uh, susceptible to, right? You're exactly right, and in fact, uh, when you come down to it, the immune system is your only defense. See, our healthy bone and tissue, regardless how well we feed it, supplement it, 
the good water, the good air, avoiding stress, say our prayers. Our, our healthy bone and tissue cannot protect itself. We must rely 100% on the immune system, and more importantly, the immune response. And we'll get into that deeper. There is a difference between a healthy immune system and an immune response that is adequate to the challenges that we face each and every day. Wonderful. So let's take a quick break. And when we return, we'll talk about the immune system more and why we need to boost it to its best capacity. So you guys stay right here. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Most married men experience frustration because there are things they want from their wives but don't know how to get them. Nothing seems to work. Desires are unfulfilled, fantasies unrealized, and relationships become stagnant. Men are desperate today for a richer, deeper, more satisfying, and intimate marriage. Dr. Jim Slaughter teaches men how to have the passionate, fulfilling marriage they've always wanted. Call 817-991-4964 or email jslaughterphd at yahoo.com to begin transforming your marriage into what you want it to be. Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling in Fort Worth, Texas is a full-service wellness clinic providing individual, group, and family counseling, one-on-one coaching for life and wellness, and naturopathic treatments of medical massage therapy combined with essential oils to ensure you reach your health and wellness goals. Sessions are available in person or by phone. Get started on your new life today. Just call 817-232-1363 or go to lifesolutionscoachingandcounseling.com or email them at lifesolutions.com cc at yahoo.com build your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed you are listening to living well with ann beal we'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. I'm Ann Beal, and I have A.J. Lanigan, author, lecturer, chemist, and manufacturer of one of the best natural cancer-finding supplements available on the market today. And we are discussing now more about the immune system, and A.J. is going to explain the immune system to us to help us understand just its importance in fighting cancer and other diseases. We talked in the previous segment about how we're being kind of bombarded with radiation everywhere around us, not just when we actually get radiated, but just in the buildings and on the concrete and everywhere around us. And, um, of course, in the media, we're always hearing about free radicals coming at us. And so AJ is going to help us understand the importance of boosting our immune system to the best that it can be. Welcome back, AJ. Well, thank you, Anne. I I think if we – and you'll – that I use a lot of analogies 
that, that hopefully people can relate to because immunology is not really one of the simplest topics out there that we can discuss. So let's talk in terms of the immune system being an army. And the job of an army is to protect us, to defend us, and to maintain our way of life. So if our body is our kingdom, our body consists of all that we hold precious, then the the immune system's first rule, its cardinal rule, is to do no harm to the kingdom. Do self no harm. Now, sometimes people's immune systems jump the track there, and that's when we hear about autoimmune disorders. Auto meaning self. So let's use a few examples like alopecia. Alopecia is an autoimmune disorder where your, heart, where your hair falls out. Uh, MS uh, is when the immune system is attacking the insulation called the myelin sheath on our nerve cells. Uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. This is where the immune system, for whatever reason, we don't know why, is attacking the anterior horn cell. And the list goes on and on. There must be 80 going on 100 different autoimmune disorders. And, and these, these are significant because they tend to get worse and worse and worse. And modern medicine, such as it is, not knowing why, only has one standard of care, and that is let's shut down the immune response. So they'll use things like prednisone, cortisone, methotrexate, and other compounds to switch off our immune system, which then leaves us prey to cancer, infectious disease, and all those things in on and around us trying to get you all the time. So it's not good uh, when, when autoimmune disorders pop up their ugly heads. Yeah, I would, I would think that even lupus, you know, the way that, because my mom has lupus and they've been, they had been giving her methyltrexate and steroids for a very long time. And I became worried about that because I knew that it um, blocked your immune system. It, it took it away. And I was afraid of that, that if you, you know, can't produce blood, um, blood cells, I guess, whatever, whichever one it is, it keeps the bone marrow from producing the white blood cells to fight um, and protect your immunity. Really worried me. Um, and I was kind of surprised that that's how they treated it. Well, the, the damage that's being done by autoimmune disorders sometimes tends to ebb and flow. Uh, lupus you may have seen in certain circumstances where uh, swelling, pain, uh, inflammation is so bad uh, an individual may not even be able to be moved uh, on their own. Uh, then comes the prednisone shots, for example. Uh, and, there, and there are other things. Rheumatoid arthritis is another example of autoimmune disorders. Uh, uh, Crohn's disease that attacks the gut. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. But, uh, you know, I don't want to diverge too much, but we typically don't advise anything to enhance or to ramp up immune response in the face of autoimmune disorders. Uh, why? Because 
<clears throat> if the immune system is already attacking you, you don't want to influence it in a way where it may create bigger problems. But for the most part, when we look at things like cancer, it's a little different than, say, virus, bacteria, uh, fungi, parasites. It's not an invader. It's already inside us. So the fundamental defenses of our body have already been uh, uh, transposed, and, and you end up with, okay, here's a cell that may have been healthy a few days ago, a few months ago, a few years ago. So the immune system largely doesn't notice it until it starts to randomly change. And there's actually only a few immune cells that can actually see and detect cancer. Those would be your natural killer cells and a few uh, other uh, T cells called cytotoxic T lymphocytes. But they make up a very, very small percentage of your immune cells. So cancer is really tricky. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, so if you boost up the immune system, what does that do to cancer cells? Well, you know, we'd like to think that we could uh, eat our asparagus and our broccoli and our carrots and stay away from bacon. You know, all the big rage right now is, you know, bacon and hot dogs are going to be as dangerous as asbestos and and, uh, tobacco. Um, You know, I really, you know, some of these things out there. And, and, and again, there, there are some pretty good scientists that are involved in this. You know, we don't know what causes cancer. We know that there are a lot of things that are probably pretty, uh, in, 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 from an influence standpoint. But the reason people develop cancer, very simply put, is their immune system has failed them. If you've got an immune system that is working the way that it is supposed to be working, those cancer cells will be detected, those cancer cells will be attacked, destroyed, and eliminated. So if you're talking to someone anywhere, anytime, that has cancer, you're looking and talking to a person whose immune system has failed them. The same thing with someone who maybe has to go to the hospital with the flu. Their immune system has failed to catch that virus and attack it and destroy it and eliminate it. Otherwise, and everybody would be in the hospital with the flu. Am I right? I mean, what, right. what's the difference in the 250,000 that end up in the hospital and the millions that don't go? Like in a it class is. of 20 kids, only 10 get the flu. Why did the other 10 classic, not get it? Classic example there. Mm-hmm. And and so we all are not necessarily exposed to a bug. We all are certainly not necessarily as healthy in general as another. But, boy, there are a lot of healthy people that are mm-hmm. in the grave today. And it's not because they didn't eat right, they didn't exercise. Again, all the things that, you know, we learned in sixth grade health class, to do, it's not because he didn't do those things. 
is because their immune systems, when challenged at a certain level, fail them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that um, that's also people get exposed all the time to um, what they call free radicals, right? Are those that are free radicals radiation? What is free radicals? Well, actually, free radicals are molecules that are out of balance. And they've got an extra electron. If you can kind of close your eyes and think of our solar system, if you can get a picture of our solar system in, in your mind, think of the sun as the nucleus and the various planets as they orbit the sun, make up different electrons. Well, think of, of our, of our um, solar system is right now being in balance. But all of a sudden, a comet comes through or an asteroid comes through and gets into the mix. Well, now we are out of balance. We have this extra negative charge that is rotating around, and that negative charge is what qualifies something as a free radical. And its job is to grab a hold of something else that that electron can lock on to. Now, the fact is, every cell in our body takes in glucose for fuel, and then it has an engine called mitochondria that generates the energy that our cells need to do the jobs they have to do. That conversion of fuel and energy produces free radicals. But the beautiful thing about it is our cells also produce free radical scavengers called antioxidants, things like superoxide dismutase, peroxidase, glutathione. So our natural healthy cells are going to be able to deal with free radicals. It's only and when we have excessive free radicals that we need to worry. And that's when we need to take more antioxidants, right? Well, taking antioxidants, uh, first and foremost, the foods that we eat. And, and boy, how did we all exist well, I know I've seen your picture, so I know you're a little bit younger than I am. Uh, back in my day, we had to go to places like libraries and pull out things called books and look up things like high antioxidant foods. Now we just Google on our telephone. And so, in fact, you may not have to do that. You can just hit the little button and ask your telephone. Uh, high antioxidant food. So I think that's where everybody needs to start is, is looking at their diets and making sure that the foods that they eat are going to be high in fiber and also high in antioxidants. You also need to stay away from the foods that are pro-inflammatory because those are the ones that are more than likely going to create more free radicals, excessive free radicals, and be doing excessive damage. Well, so that would be bread, right? Bread is inflammatory. 
Well, bread could certainly be uh, inflammatory, <laughs> pro-inflammatory, uh, unless you put a lot of butter and and bacon on it, and that will neutralize. The, I'm just teasing you there. Oh God, I was getting all excited for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, they they had uh, they had a show on last night. Pardon me for digressing, uh, where uh, Stephen Colbert was was uh, carrying on a little foolishness about about the uh, uh, science about bacon being on par with asbestos and smoking. So what he had he had a plate of crispy bacon and he ground it up and tried to smoke it in a pipe. Uh, so that was <laughs> that was running through my mind as we're talking about free radicals. But uh, you 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 take you take things in perspective to what they are. If you if you are under a lot of stress, you're probably going to produce excessive free radicals. If you drink a lot of booze, if you don't get enough rest at night. Uh, if you're, if you're, if you're eating a lot of garbage and bread, pretty much empty calories, uh, unless, you know, you've, you've got bread that, that, you know, contains, you know, certain constituents, but just people know what is healthy and people know what is not healthy. We, we make choices there. So making bad choices are going to result ultimately in bad things if you live long enough. Yeah, making bad choices a lot. You know, if if you indulge sometimes, but if you do it as a way of life, you're going to get a lot more free radicals, right? And a lot more problems that could lead to cancer. So They can lead to a lot of problems. Lots of problems. Um, I know that with my wolf, Kiba, you were, um, we were taking, I was giving her the, the beta glucan to boost her immune system. And I saw an immense change in five days, six days, seven days. Um, And so I really want to get to what it is about your research on the beta-1 3D glucan uh, and um, what what it's for, what it does, why it works, you know, um, and why it's better than radiating or chemotherapy. Can you... um, Explain that for us in the next segment. Absolutely. We'll get the ball teed up right away. Okay, that would be great. So we will take a quick break, and we will come back and talk all about this incredible supplement for fighting and killing, destroying cancer cells. And um, so stay right here, and when we get back, we'll talk all about it. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling in Fort Worth, Texas is a full-service wellness clinic providing individual, group, and family counseling, one-on-one coaching for life and wellness, and naturopathic treatments of medical massage therapy combined with essential oils to ensure you reach your health and wellness goals. Sessions are available in person or by phone. Get started on your new life today. Just call 817-232-1363 or go to lifesolutionscoachingandcounseling.com or email them at lifesolutions.com. CC at yahoo.com. 
Most married men experience frustration because there are things they want from their wives but don't know how to get them. Nothing seems to work. Desires are unfulfilled, fantasies unrealized, and relationships become stagnant. Men are desperate today for a richer, deeper, more satisfying, and intimate marriage. Dr. Jim Slaughter teaches men how to have the passionate, fulfilling marriage they've always wanted. Call 817-991-4964 or email jslaughterphd at yahoo.com to begin transforming your marriage into what you want it to be. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. I am Ann Beal, and I have A.J. Lanigan here, chemist, author, and manufacturer of one of the best um cancer destroying cancer cell destroying drugs on the market today and so we have talked a lot about the immune system how it works um, and now we're going to talk about the importance of boosting the immune system more than just eating well taking supplements exercising what we all know that we should do to live well and be well um, there are still times that's not enough when we get around a lot of free radicals or diseases or, you know, you know anything that can cause us to get sick. And so <clears throat> I'm going to have AJ explain to us about, you know, his manufacturing of in the process of beta-1, 3D glucan, um, a carbohydrate molecule that enhances the functioning of the microphage white blood cells and his extensive um, research and, and development of this supplement that um, kills and destroys cancer cells. So welcome back, AJ. We'd love to hear all about this. Well, thank you, Ann. If, if you take a person, 24-karat gold, five-star athlete, and that person exercises properly. They get the proper rest, the best food that money can buy, incredible amounts of the correct food supplements. Everything is spiritually well-grounded. Every, everything is perfect. That individual's immune response, and I want to class, clarify here, there's a difference between a healthy immune system and a an immune response. That would be like saying a person is healthy, but can they run run 109 seconds flat? In other words, their ability to perform in the face of a challenge is what we're talking about in regards to our beta-1-3-D glucan molecule. And so if you understand that you've got more things in, on, and around you, then you have body cells. You further understand that the healthiest immune system on the planet will only respond to the tune of around 30 to 31 percent. A lot of people might be shocked. They say, well, AJ, you know, my immune system's 100 percent. Well, no, mm-hmm. no, no immune system has the ability to have 100 percent immune response. And on your best day, 
you're only going to have around 30 to 31% of your immune cells respond to a challenge. Well, and I think that that right there is why we need to know, like if you get it up to, it sounds like if you get it up to 30% or 35% or whatever we can get it up to, um, it's amazing to me that it would be able to fight off so much. Well, and, and that's why we're seeing so many more people that are living pretty good lifestyles, uh, enjoying pretty good diets. I mean, there's, believe me, there are plenty of vegans that end up with cancer. Uh, it doesn't require hot dogs and bacon. Uh, there are a lot of athletes who are dying prematurely uh, based upon, you know, maybe somebody coughing on them. Uh, on an airplane and so on and so forth. There, there's so many things that can do in a healthy person, not the least of which is the flu, and here we are in the flu season. <laughs> but what can one do to increase or enhance the immune response? Well, there are plenty of vitamins and minerals and so forth, and those are the things that you try to use just to maintain what we would call a healthy immune response level, around that 30 to 31%. But what was discovered, oh gosh, probably 1940s, was a material called beta-1,3-D-glucan from the cell wall of what you know as a baker's yeast, Saccharomyces cerevisiae. I try to say that 10 times real quick before you go to bed tonight. But uh, from the 40s to, let's say, 1968, where Nicholas DeLuzio at Tulane University actually isolated the beta-glucan molecule and said, this is the molecule that is responsible for immune cell activation. Then fast forward again to the 80s, where Joyce Zopp and a team at Harvard actually determined that there was something on the surface of white blood cells that were responding to this unique molecule. Now, up into the 90s, there are many universities, many teaching hospitals that are involved in the research on this material. Some in the Far East and, and, and uh, the Southeast Asia looking at mushrooms, some looking at cereal grains, some looking at seaweed, and then certain groups looking at yeast as a source. <clears throat> All of them seem to have some positive influence in raising immune response above that 30 to 31%. But it wasn't until the mid to late 1990s that we started to zero in. And here's the key, Ann. Here's the key. 30, 40 years ago, even, even 20 years ago, scientifically, we did not have the technology to measure the types of things that we can measure today relative to the immune system the chemicals it produces, the reactions it has. And so most of these discoveries have been within the last decade or so. And so if you look at something like PubMed and Medline, you'll see the research on beta-glucans skyrocketing in comparison to other compounds that once upon a time were in the limelight. They're no longer in the limelight. They're old news. 
They're old news. Well, and PubMed is PubMed.gov, right? That is, well, if you just go in and type in PubMed and hit enter in the URL slot, it'll be the first one in, 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 the, in the top. Okay. Yeah, I saw all that research. It was pretty incredible, which surprised me that I hadn't heard about it, you know, b- before. Um, you would think, but I felt the same way about seaweed and sea kelp, <laughs> Fucoidin, when I saw all the research on that by the government and just everywhere that more lay people don't know about this stuff. That's why I wanted to have you on. Well, Fucoidin is one of the many things that have been examined over the years uh, uh, as, as far as an immune-enhancing compound. Its research uh, started roughly in the 60s, I want to say around... 68, give or take, 64. And, uh, again, a lot of that work, uh, kind of clear on the other side of the world. Why? Because it was a, it was a natural resource that they had plenty of. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, in, in, in oriental medicine. A lot of mushrooms involved in oriental medicine. So it wasn't surprising that, uh, drugs, and there's actually been a drug approved and developed in Japan over 25 years ago for cancer of beta-glucan from mushrooms. Now, it's about $1,800 a month, and it's only available as a prescription drug, and this is actually the second-best immune-enhancing compound in the world. It takes eight times that compound to get the same immune response as you do with a 1x dose of the material that I manufacture. Yeah, because you so, have found a pro- you found a manufacturing process for making it affordable to the average person. Well, and that is an important issue. I mean, if if a lot of my friends had to pay eighteen hundred dollars a month for their pills, they just have to do without. Right. <laughs> so uh, when I started my work back in nineteen ninety six on this particular compound. There was a company called Sigma Chemical, and you can look it up today. Part number G is in George, 5011-5011, G5011 in the Sigma catalog. Back then, was $198 per capsule. That would make a bottle of product that I sell today for around $55 worth over $12,000 plus shipping and handling. So, so that's one of the reasons why they let me put my name on a lot of bottles today is I came up with a process to actually purify the material so extensively. We're able to actually take it to another level and make it as an injectable, and we're now in phase three human trials for cancer. So if you go to, for example, clinicaltrials.gov, you'll see... If you just type in beta-glucan, something like 96, 97 clinical studies around the world. If you look at fucoidin, as you you brought up, there's two. And those two studies have nothing to do with cancer. One of them has to do with, I think, basal temperature and the other one, blood clotting. So, so again, compounds that were in the, in the limelight a decade or two decades ago, or maybe just five or ten, five or six years ago, kind of have dropped by the wayside, and researchers are much more excited about this compound because they do see it, and not just for cancer, but for anything, because this material is nonspecific. You don't take it 
just for cancer, just right. for infectious disease. But anything that the immune system is involved in, you want that immune system working as well as it can. Well, and you know, when I read about um, what the beta-glucan does, it enhances the ability of the microphage white blood cells that actually attack the cancer cells. Is that how it works? The 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 uh, the immune system. When I was in college, we we had maybe uh, thirty or forty different types of cells that we were aware of. Today, there are hundreds of different kinds of cells. Macrophages or macrophages, as you uh, refer, is just one type. The most abundant of all your white blood cells are called neutrophils. And when you go get your blood work done, you'll see any U as the depiction for neutrophils. On any given day, the neutrophils make up 50 to 70% of your immune army. And they can't see cancer. On your best day, your predominant soldier cannot see that particular enemy. That does pretty good against bacteria and so forth, but it is invisible as far as cancer is concerned. When the beta-glucan activates what was referred to 20, 30 years ago as the glucan receptor, the day we know, again, because of technology has shown us, is referred to as the CR3 receptor. Now it can see cancer and will attack it and eliminate it. So we're right. talking about a whole new arm that we did not have before in the war against cancer. And that's why beta-glucan is so important, because it makes those cancer cells visible so that they can be attacked by the white blood cells. Um, and and so that's what I wanted people to know. Now you have, there are two kinds of beta-glucan, and that's what, there's the 300 and there's the 500, right? Well, that, that, that is correct. We've got two different formulations. One is my oldest formulation, a formulation that I developed back in 1996, where we just used the beta-glucan as a standalone. And what we do is we we put 500 milligrams in a capsule. Okay. We only have have, um, two minutes, so you have to really explain it quick. Okay. Okay. So the RYL500 is is kind of the, the, the major mainstay of the product that's been out there for years. We've compared to many other different compounds, not just other glucans, but, but things like uh, echinacea, golden seal, astragalus, vitamin C, the list goes on and on. What we found, though, is that if we combined our, our material at a low dose, at only 100 milligrams, with resveratrol, and vitamin C, we get a little bit better bump in immune response at low dose. So a person can can get a very inexpensive compound to use to maintain their good health. But if they're having challenges, they really need to lean on the 500 milligram using it at one capsule for 55 pounds of body weight. And it is a standard formula based on body weight alone. Well, and I wanted to let everybody know, yeah, you have the RVB 300 and the RYL 500. The 500 is what they need when they're facing those challenges like cancer. Um, well, I want to let you guys know that AJ can be reached through his website, ajlanigan.com, or you can email him at alanigan at 
sc.rr.com. And AJ, I really appreciate you being on. We have appreciated the valuable information you've shared with us. It's very kind of you, and I hope again that I did leave a pearl for each and every one that listened in today. And thank you so much for everyone for listening to Living Well, and we look forward to having you on next week. If you need coaching, just let me know at 817-232-1323 at Life Solutions Coaching Counseling. Take care and have a great week. Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week.